Welcome to Jim Galliano's Building a Better Web Presence podcast. Build something better with less moving parts, less overhead, and less headaches. Hey everyone, this is Jim Galliano, and thanks for joining me for today's podcast episode. This week, a good friend of mine, another Jim, was sharing some information with me about starting and running successful membership sites. And he started his business back in the 1990s, as I did. And throughout the years, he's run multiple membership sites, and he's been really successful. Not with all of them, but with many of them. So he has it kind of down to a science or a system. And he shared some insights with me that I thought, uh, I should jot some notes down here and share this on a podcast episode, and so that's what I'm going to do today. But when you bring up a topic like this, membership sites, I know a lot of people, especially my own friends, will immediately start talking about things like the pros and cons of using WordPress versus some of the other platforms that are out there, and people get into the more technical sides of setting up a membership site. Should you set it up and host it on your own platform, or should you go with another system like a Teachable? And that becomes the primary focus of that topic when we talk about membership sites. In his mind, as he was explaining it, all of this is secondary to what membership business model, and he talked about four or five of them, I'll share the information with you, what goes into building the business side of things. And so if all it took was the technical side of things to be successful, well then, All we'd have to do is focus on the mechanics of how things work online, what plugins to use, how to combine uh, different types of technology together. And that's all important, don't get me wrong, but if you have the business side of it wrong, then getting the plugin side or the technology side of it right isn't going to result in a successful business. Whereas if you have the business side of it right, Well, then even if you have maybe like the fifth best membership software on the market, uh, then you're still going to be able to be successful with it because it's not, again, it comes down to the business side of it. So that's what I'm going to share with you today. And this was sort of tough. I jotted down some notes and I'm thinking to myself, this is really potentially a very long topic. Like last week's, I think I talked for about 70 minutes going against my 30 minute target which I decided I was going to focus more on in the weeks and months ahead. So I'm not sure what I'm going to do today, to be honest with you. I guess if I have the spark, I'll go for as long as I need to go to put this information out there and give it to you in such a way. Hopefully you can benefit from it, or maybe I'll have to break it down into two parts or just touch on some things very quickly. Anyway, I'll decide as I go. Now, today's episode is brought to you by OneToManySystem.com. And this is something that if you've listened to this podcast over the past several weeks, I've been talking about because this is something that completely that can completely transform your business over the long haul. And it's the only thing that I can confidently say could work for any of you listening to this podcast, because most systems do not give you enough space to adjust for the specifics and the variables within your own business. This does. And most systems that are scalable, that you can scale up, involve a lot of moving parts, and this doesn't. This is what I've been teaching my own clients for about a year and a half now. And in this webinar, everything is covered from getting your messaging straight to creating a webinar video presentation 
setting up a website to automate your marketing process, which you can have done for you when you take advantage of this program. So if you haven't done so already, go ahead and watch the complete presentation. I think it's about 15 minutes long at onetomanysystem.com and take advantage of the free time-limited offer at the end to get started with everything. Okay, now back to the subject of membership sites. Let me start out by saying that there are, if, if we want to look at a starting point, and again, I'm not going to talk about the technical side. We're going to look at the business side of this. There are approximately five different types of membership business models that work faster and easier than a lot of the other systems and methods that we see out there today. And so what you have to do initially is to look at your business goals and you have to look at your topic and you have to answer some questions. You have to get straight on certain things. A lot of things in business, I think a lot of the problems we have, I know a lot of the problems I had in the past is because I wasn't settled on certain things. I kind of wavered back and forth and there was a little bit of instability there as far as how I was going to proceed, what my strategy was going to be. But sometimes you just have to start by simply asking yourself the question and getting clear on who do you want to help and how do you want to help them? So if you can answer that question, it's so much easier to focus on all of the other options which come next. But if you're not quite sure, then oftentimes it's hard to commit to a course of action over a course or period of time. I don't say this to discourage anyone, but... I think the truth of life is, is that anything that's worthwhile, anything that's worth building is going to take time, it's going to take effort, it's going to take some focus. And just human nature being what it is, if we can avoid time, if we can avoid effort, if we can avoid focus, we'll do that. We'll take whatever shortcut we can. And I think it's the shortcut mentality that keeps so many people from succeeding, at least initially in their online business efforts and in the online business world in general. And so if you're going to look at membership sites and you know what it is that you can help people with, you know basically how you're going to help them, sometimes it helps to be aware of how these business models actually work. And because some of these setups may be absolutely awful for you, not when you first get started, but six months from now, 12 months from now. Okay, so... The first model he shared with me, these are five models we're going to look at. Let me grab my notes here. Uh, membership number one. And by the way, I just finished up as a member of one of his membership sites, which is what got this conversation going. He had a very simple membership in which once a month he would drip out some content. And it took the, it was PDF form. So all I had to do is go to his membership area, download his PDF, and so I had 12 months of PDFs and I just finished up with his program. And he talks about all, he has different memberships for different things that he does. Um, he talks a lot about PLR, uh, private label rights programs, how to create those for yourself and content creation, just a lot of things. So, uh, but the first membership model is this. It's called a drip feed or ongoing membership site. And this is one of the most popular types of membership sites that are out there today. So your members, how it works out is like this. Your members are going to pay a regular fee. It's usually monthly. And in exchange, you're going to deliver new content to them on a weekly or monthly basis. And this membership model goes on indefinitely, which means it works well with this kind of content. Huge, big topics. For example, 
how to make money online is such a big topic that if you created a membership site around that topic in general, then you could produce new material every month for years and years to come. Matter of fact, one of the things that got me started in podcasting was the fact that I had been in uh, marketing for so long and I had done so many different types of marketing campaigns with all different types of clients over the last, well, from I would say the mid-90s to uh, in the offline world and then all the way up to about 2017 when I started my podcast. I figure all those years I've been working in this topic and I just have an endless amount of information. I could create podcast episodes uh, to infinity just talking about this stuff because it's such a broad topic. So if you're going to create a membership site that goes on indefinitely, then it's great if you have a huge topic because within that huge topic, you can have all of these subtopics and you can adjust depending on how people's interests are at that uh, particular time. Number two is PLR or resale right, uh, rights type websites. And this is where you're, you produce products with the resale rights or the private label rights for your members to use and resell. And this is another kind of site that you could run indefinitely because your people are part, people choose to be a part of your membership because they are buying products that are going to be created for them, that they're going to turn around and sell to their own audience. And so, um, you know, any other site that you have that has the capacity to deliver fresh content each and every month for the foreseeable future, that fits this business model. And one of the big advantages of this kind of membership site is that you also have a lot of back-end sales opportunities as long as the person stays as a member. In other words, you get the opportunity to promote other related offers to them every time you deliver new content to your members to further help them grow their business. And by extension, you'll be growing your own. So for example, if you provide a membership training module to your members in exchange for their membership fee, you could also promote related resources such as tools, templates, coaching, licensing, and other service ser services that would provide them with that additional benefit at an extra cost for the people that want above and beyond what they're already getting with their monthly membership. So. But the churn rate, which is just the lingo for the number of people dropping out churn, it could be high with an ongoing membership site. And there are ways to reduce that and to increase your retention rate. We'll have to talk about that later on. But uh, one of the ways to improve retention and reduce uh, the churn is to select a different membership model if that's something that's bothering you when you look at this on the front end. That's why it's so important to get straight what it is you're going to build. Be aware of the different business models, the pros and cons, and that way you make a choice based on your own personal preferences. So a fixed term membership model, that would work like this. The premise behind it is that you deliver new content and the members pay their monthly fee for a set amount of time. Maybe it's only three months. Maybe it's six months, maybe it's a year. So I just finished up my year membership, getting my content each and every month. And, and this works great when you're delivering a set amount of content. Uh, so for example, let's say you have a training site. And well, just think about how school works, right? You can have a 12-month training program to help people get a specific kind of result. 
or when you think about it, how many months out of the year do the kids go to school? I'm not sure how much it is. About 10 months? No. 10 months and off two? Is that how it works? Or is it nine months and off three? I don't have kids in school, so <laughs> I don't know. But the example kind of works like that where you have a set curriculum. And when the curriculum has a beginning and it has an end, and at the end of it you graduate to the next curriculum until you're done with the education system altogether. So in that way, the public education system, or even college, I guess, if you get right down to it, the university system, it's a fixed system, a fixed rate where you're going to get X amount of information, X amount of training, X amount of education, and when it's done, it's done. So the advantage of doing a fixed-term membership site for yourself over an ongoing site is that the retention rate is probably going to be a lot higher. And that's because people see an end in sight. So they want to finish what they started. I know a lot of people don't finish what they start when it comes to courses and memberships, and I'm guilty of that myself. Recently, I bought a, a course to refresh myself on certain topics. And every once in a while, I just enjoy buying a course. I don't know if it's that. I mean, I, I buy marketing courses just like I create marketing courses and just like I'm involved in marketing just to see what someone else's take on a subject that I already know about is. And I can pick up little nuggets here and there because it's just like anything else in life. The more you're around it, you realize the more there is to learn and things change. So, But yeah, again, the retention rate is going to be much higher when people see an end or a finish line insight. And so I've tried to train myself over time now not to go out there and buy three courses thinking that I'm going to do each one from start to finish in a sequence. Uh, now I realize that if I buy something, I don't want to buy something else until I finished what I started. And it's that way. I try to be that way with books too. With books, it's a little tougher to be honest with you, but especially if one book is fiction and another book is nonfiction. Sometimes I'll read both of them side by side. But again, when people see an end in sight, it's much easier to want to finish what they started. So if you set up a membership site that goes on indefinitely, you're going to start seeing people, according to the statistics, dropping out um, after an average of three months. If you pick up a fixed term, if you set up a fixed term site for your business, that goes on for six months or longer, then according to the stats, you're going to have more people sticking around and paying their membership fee for the full amount of time, which, you know, let's say you have people dropping out after three months of a no end in sight membership site set up versus having a six month membership type set up that's fixed. People know that at the end of month six, they've completed what it is that you've uh, create it, then you've just doubled your money when you look at it like that. Now, of course, you know, the longer people stick around, also the more help that you provide for them, the more tools that you give them. And it not only will make a, a more of a profit for your business, but it's also going to make a bigger difference in the in their lives, the person who is the member. And, and one more advantage here, you can run your entire membership site I don't know if you've ever given this any thought or not, or you looked into creating membership sites, but they can be as complex or as simple as you want. So for example, you can set up an entire membership just with an autoresponder and then just upload your content to a hidden place on your website 
and then just use the autoresponder to deliver the links uh, for the content on whether it's a weekly, bi-weekly, or monthly basis. With that kind of system in place, you don't even need a membership platform, a formal one, or any expensive plugins. It's just a set it and forget it type of model. Once you set up the series of content pieces, um, you know you don't have any more ongoing commitments to creating content for the site. This is the biggest thing that I talk about lately. I don't know if you're getting this from me, those of you who listen every week or not, or if it's just sticking out to me that I've been talking about it and even writing about it, um, is commitment. It's so easy to get so excited on the front end of building something, not realizing that to get the full benefit of what you're building, you're going to have to commit to doing things like video creation every week or every month or podcast recordings every week or every other week or every month. And so it's the people that have the ability to stay with something and be consistent in what they're putting out there. And that is the most difficult thing because most of the time you're just excited to get started and you find it in your thoughts easy to envision yourself staying with something over the long term. But in real life, most people burn out with things after 30, 60, 90 days. We see that with New Year's resolutions all the time. The people have the motivation to get started, but they don't have the motivation to continue going. That's why I think it's so important to consider what it would be like doing these certain activities. In this case, it might be content creation 12 months from now, once the excitement's worn off. So you can see the overall advantages to having a fixed-term membership site. Number one, let's say you set it up, just for an example, 12 months. So you know your beginning, you know your middle at six months, you know your end at 12 months. Even if you need help setting it up to get it done faster, you're not creating this endless cycle of content that's going to go on to infinity. The other nice thing about it is, let's say you don't want to set up anything going into the tech a little bit here. Let's say you don't want to set up anything like a membership site or a learning management system or plugin. You don't want to be involved with anything like that. All you would need to make this work, and I know people are still doing this today, all you would need is a place to host your content. So even if you had videos and templates or things to download, you just put everything in a folder, you zip it up, you upload it to somewhere on maybe Amazon AWS or Dropbox or Google Drive or your website, and you just create a unique link that goes out in your autoresponder for that fixed membership set time. So if you set it for a year, you're gonna have 12 emails that will go out with a unique link to that month's module or that month's download. The person downloads it and they can organize it on their computer however they want. I mean, sometimes I'll create a special folder in my documents and I'll have lesson one, lesson two, whatever. And it, arguably, people will come back to that information faster than they will going back to a membership site after they finished the material. They can view everything offline. There's a lot of benefits to both sides by having this, I guess you could call it a low-tech setup. So fixed-term membership, there's a lot of pluses there. Next, we could talk about a vault membership type of website. Now, this is where you collect a large amount of content over time, and you just keep adding to it, and you deliver it to everybody all at one time. They get instant access to everything. So maybe the complete course is there, all the bonuses are there. 
Maybe you have a huge digital library that you just keep adding related training to. Perhaps you set it up in categories, making it easier for people to find what they need, like checklists, worksheets, swipe files, video training, and stuff like that. The advantage to this type of membership is that, yeah, it can be impressive over time, and it can motivate members, when they, especially when they first log in and they see that, wow, all of my templates for this topic are here, or all of, my, all of the swipe files and worksheets are here in this section, and then they could go through everything at their own pace. There are two downsides that I can see to this type of website because the fee for this type of membership site is going to be higher than, let's say, the ongoing membership site. And if you do it this way, you get paid one time. So if you, again, looking at it like a vault, most of the information there is not going to be or not going to have new content that's delivered weekly or monthly or via email. It's just going to be a vault of content that's organized in such a way that people can find whatever it is that they're looking for and get a result based on their specific interest. Now, I know people that use email as a way around this. They'll send out uh, weekly email. Some people even still send out daily emails. Maybe they send out tips or tools or other valuable content that keep people, it keeps the people involved or engaged. That's another way to do it. Let's keep moving on for time's sake. Business model number four is the SaaS, Software as a Service Membership type site. Now, the Software as a Service Membership site gives people the ongoing access to the software in exchange for a monthly fee. I had a autoresponder SaaS service back in the early 2000s, and it was a great business for a while. Autoresponder is a great example of this because you pay a monthly fee in exchange for access to the platform where you're going to manage your list and get new leads, segment your leads, send them emails, send out newsletters and stuff like that. Of course, little it's a little bit different today using autoresponders as an example of a SaaS type of membership site because there are scripts that do the same thing as the monthly services do. There's a lot of monthly services out there. So if you're going to do a SaaS type of membership, just be aware that the software development has to be continuous. It has to be ongoing. And you do have to do it in a timely manner or else people, let's just face it, people want what they want and they want it sooner rather than later. Okay, but it is an option. That's membership model number four. The fifth one is a coaching community membership type of website. I've done this on and off myself over the years, and this is where you offer access to a community in exchange for a monthly fee. Now, this has changed recently. I've changed the way I look at this entire topic. If you go and listen to the webinar at onetomanysystem.com, you'll get the updated version of this in which you as a solopreneur are creating content for a group of people or you're helping a group of people overcome a problem. You're putting a curriculum out there that can benefit a group of people. And then you may decide to set up a private forum or Facebook group where the members can get additional support, where they can ask questions, they can interact with their peers, and they can interact uh, with you as well. One of the best places I've seen this done is in the weight loss category where 
there is a community of people and they're encouraging one another and they're talking about how much weight they're losing and what different types of recipes are losing are they're using and there's a lot of interaction there because when with certain topics there's more of an emotional connection between the topic and you and other people who are in the same situation you are so that's just another thing to throw out there as a as a business model so being aware that there's not just one correct membership site model is important because you can look at the pros and cons of each of these business models. I mean, I've mentioned five of them here just now, which I consider to be, and which my, which my friend also considers to be more importantly, he's the, he's the expert on membership sites, the best models out there today. There's the drip feed ongoing type of site like I talked about for these huge topics no end in sight, which is great if you have a big enough topic. There's the fixed term membership site, which personally would be my preference if I was going to do something like that today. There's the vault membership site, which just has an enormous amount of content. People get it all at one time. See, there's no commitment there. Maybe you update it once a year. There's the SaaS membership site. Of course, that's if you're doing software. And there's the coaching community membership also. So once you have all of these in mind and you consider the pros and cons of how this will affect your progress and your planning and your goals and ambitions personally, then you can decide what type of model you want to choose. You can think about your audience and you can think to yourself, okay, what type of solution am I going to deliver to my audience? And you can think about the goals again for yourself. I like the set it and forget it option for doing something like this on autopilot rather than have the commitment type of site where you just go on indefinitely. But the, the next part, it, it comes down to the pricing. What are the pricing levels for these different types of membership? What are the expectations? What do people expect to get for the money they're paying every single month? Now, the one that I recently just went through, I only paid, I think it was $9.97 or $10 a month. So the different pricing levels that are popular today for membership sites, on the lower end, we have $9.97, we have $19.97, we have $47 and $97. Those four seem to, those four numbers seem to pop up over and over and over again. So, but before you pick the price, you need to consider what type of content and value you'll be offering. So obviously somebody who's gonna pay you $97 a month is gonna have a lot higher expectations regarding the quality and possibly the quantity of content too versus someone who's paying $19.97 a month, right? I mean, that just makes sense. So um, let me give you an idea here. If somebody's paying $9.97 a month and they're getting content from you once a month for that fee, and let's say it's a fixed-term membership site, that's a relatively low amount for membership sites. So your customers might expect something as simple as maybe a new report once a month. If you're paying $19.97 a month, which is another common price, maybe your customers might expect maybe a new module or a new mini course or a set of lessons or access to a support group or something else that's easy, easily worth the $20 per month. So I suggest that as you start looking at these price levels or consider them for yourself, you think of them in terms of value. What's valuable and what's not valuable with the specific solution that you're offering to the specific group that you're trying to help.
So it's really tempting to just find the comp- look at the competition and try to offer the same thing that they're offering at a lower price. And, and that's a mistake. Again, you want to look at it in terms of value. $47 a month at this price point, customers are going to expect a little more than they will at the $19.97 a month or the $20 a month. So maybe they're going to get an in-depth guide or course of some kind. Now, I'm not saying like a you know, whole bunch of 100 modules or 50 modules or even 10, but they're going to be expecting something more value-wise. Maybe they're going to expect a combination of training and access to a group also or an access to some kind of software or a package of resources or licensing to some kind of content. And at the $100 and up price point, I can say this for myself as somebody who's offered uh, higher-end training programs, the idea of the training program, again, it comes back to value. We're helping our customer, we're helping our client build something, something that in turn is going to earn them money back again. So if you're helping someone build something you're, and they're going to invest money in you and that something that they're building is going to create income for them for months and years to come, then you can see that the investment, that initial investment can be higher. But if you're just giving someone general information or general templates, then you can see that the value price-wise is going to be maybe a little bit lower. The more specific the solution, the more targeted, the higher the price point, the higher the perceived value is going to be. So figure out what you intend to offer and then do your pricing research to determine how much money people charge for something similar already in your niche. That's a great place to get started. And then from there, you can make adjustments. So if you see other people offering $19.97 a month for what you plan to offer in your membership site, you know maybe you can over-deliver and offer a few more benefits. So I know pricing is an issue with people no matter what kind of business that they have. But at least with a membership site type of business, there's plenty of examples out there, plenty of price points that you can compare apples with apples and oranges with oranges. Having said all that, my friend suggested that if you're just starting out with membership sites, seriously consider the 1997 price point and aim for 500 members. So that will give you a six-figure income. It's about $120,000 per year. And he figured the $20,000 as money that could be used for expenses, web hosting, maybe outsourcing some of the membership materials and so forth. Now, of course, even if you're charging $19.97 per month, you can always have months where you have special offers inserted there that help people above and beyond that 1997 that some of your members will purchase. So even if you don't have 500 members, you can still get to that six-figure per year mark. I know six figures for some people, it seems just very doable. And for some people, it seems just so far away. And there's, there's everything in between. But six figures really will change most people's lives. And I know for some people, depending on where you live and what your expenses are, I know even half of that can make a huge different difference on top of what you already have. All right, let's keep on going. Let's talk about something in closing now. I know I'm probably about 35 minutes. Let me just close with a few ideas for what the deliverables will look like and how do you keep people coming back for more month after month if you have an open-ended site. You at least have to have some ideas on the front end. You don't want to just jump into it. 
and then just discover that wow i just feel like i'm i'm burnt out i don't know what to create next so if you've been planning your membership site you know what your niche is you know your topic you know how much you're going to charge uh, here's some ideas of what you can create as far as the deliverables go inside your membership area. First, of course, our training lessons. You can simply write articles. You can deliver the articles. As I said before, if you don't have a formal membership area, you can deliver articles via email. You can deliver them via links inside an email. However you want to set it up, you can have a private blog. You can go with the membership area, as I said before. So if you have a website and you're, you're talking about something like traffic generation, maybe every week you would send out a new article covering a tactic like Facebook marketing, pay-per-click advertising, SEO, guest blogging, and so forth. Next, which is close to the article idea, is the special report concept. So with, with this type of deliverable, you'll be teaching someone how to do something. So this is something that I tend to gravitate towards more than anything else. I'm more my mindset is has always been more in the how-to uh, area with the how-to side of things because I like to know what steps do I need to take to get a solution to what I'm trying to do. So there's two options that you can do as far as creating special reports goes. You can have the same topic, but every month you can have a different step. So each month you would provide a detailed report sharing how to take the next step towards that single objective. That makes sense, right? Or you can have the same topic but different methods. For example, today I'm talking about different membership business models and different avenues that you can take. Number three, PLR licensing, which is something a few of my friends have done very successfully. I've only done this once myself, but it was successful. Now, this is where you deliver content with licensing rights. If people like your content, there's a certain percentage of them that will be willing to pay you for PLR licensing rights so that they could sell that same product or give it away as a bonus to people on their mailing list or to their own customers or clients. So you decide the terms and they agree prior to purchasing the license how it's going to work. You can offer private label rights for courses, for special reports, for articles, for emails and autoresponder series, for worksheets, for checklists, for templates, for tools. And, you know, some people I know even delivered a business in a box, a mini business, once per month as a kind of like a course with the PLR licensing and a sales letter to sell it. I think if you did something like that, of course, you're looking at more like a $47 a month type of website. But the extra marketing materials really does make the, especially like a sales letter, it makes the report or the article even more valuable. Number four, I guess you would call these accessories. These are the tools maybe that you provide your members and they can take a form like a checklist or a template or a worksheet or a swipe file. Now, these ideas, I'm just throwing these out there quickly. I'm not going into great detail on them for a reason. Number one is time. But number two is, this is just giving you a general idea of directions and combinations that you can use for your membership site. You don't have to lock into any one of these and just be very rigid with your approach. You can borrow, you can adjust, you can use a combination of things.
I know some people have uh, planners that they offer as a bonus inside their membership areas. You can have mind maps. I like mind maps uh, myself. You can have cheat sheets. So, all right, again, we're talking about deliverables. Next, something again that's connected very closely. All of these things are connected closely. That's why I want to talk about them to kind of separate them so they don't just melt into one kind of vague general idea. The next idea is to have a toolkit. And this is where you deliver a collection of tools to your members. And these might be tools for your members to use directly or tools for your members to pass on to their customers, such as when you provide well, example that comes to mind is meal planning tools for fitness trainers to pass on to their fitness clients. Or if you're doing SEO, an SEO uh, card or strategy or outline that SEO specialists can pass on to their customers. Now, another example, maybe you give a coach or a consultant a new toolkit once a month, a client acquisition toolkit that includes things like a keyword list and templates and a, tra a traffic generation checklist or a content creation worksheet. Um, another idea might be a client transformation toolkit that includes things like questionnaires and intake or assessment forms or a list of exercises that they can go through, a swipe file of uh, examples or assignments. Another idea I've used this myself, uh, group coaching. Group coaching, what you can do here is you provide answers to your uh, members' questions and you deliver it in a one-to-many type setting. So it might be on a Zoom call or some type of live call where you take uh, questions from the group of your clients or your customers. Now, these there's doing this live is one way to do it, but I know people that also do this via email or on a private blog or even inside a face group, Facebook group or something like that, that's another option that you can use. Next, we have video tutorials. Videos tend to have a higher perceived value than, of course, text-based content, which makes this format a really good choice for higher-end membership sites. And it's also a great option when you need to demonstrate something to your members. I know for myself, I enjoy videos that are more technical in nature that revolve around topics like website development and coding and well here's another example if you want to see something visually a friend of mine is a professional chef and they do cooking demonstrations so being able to set up a camera over the stove looking down enables people to see exactly how each of the items are prepared how the ingredients are mixed together if you are maybe having a class on something like car restoration imagine having a new tutorial every month teaching people how to do things like here's how you replace the old headliner here's how to fix the horn here's how to convert the ac systems and to a, a more modern one and so on uh, next ready-made lessons this is a done-for-you offer where you create lessons for people to use to save time and money so another friend of mine has a membership area where she has training materials for homeschoolers. So she creates lesson plans, and you could do this for homeschoolers or any type of education that you can think of, learning how to play an instrument. You may have ready-made lessons that are available there. You can also have lessons available for people who teach. That way they don't have to sit down. And I have to tell you, even when you know a topic inside out, sometimes you really don't 
realize the extent of the knowledge that you have and you've never really written it down in such an orderly way that you can hand it to someone and they can get that kind of result. The first few times you try to do that, it is super challenging. So it takes a little bit of practice, but sometimes if you don't have the time to practice, you can just get the information from somebody else who does what you do, who's already taken the time to plan out the step-by-step-by-step lessons, and then just use those lessons for yourself. Next, we have podcasting. Now, right now you're listening to a free podcast, but this podcast is also available at a website called SoundWise. And what that is, it's a special audio system where I can create audios that people will pay to listen to or pay to download. It's a complete system, believe it or not, I haven't used it yet. But for example, being that I'm comfortable with audio, you may be comfortable with audio too. And you can teach audio lessons that are, now in this example I'm using SoundWise, it's an entire platform like buying a membership script where you can deliver your content, except it's designed for people that want to deliver audio content. It connects with PayPal and Stripe, and it hosts your audios. You can edit your audios up there. But audio, again, is another medium which has a higher perceived value than text content. And so a audio content seems more valuable to the average listener than as compared with an article or a report. So you can deliver how-to content via a podcast, and some people, some of your members might find that this is a more beneficial way to receive the content because they're always on the move. Next, we have a newsletter, and this is where you deliver a newsletter via email. Maybe you deliver it every other week or once a month, and typically a newsletter has multiple pieces of content contained within it. Within my own newsletter, I do quick little book reviews at the bottom. I have a link to the one-to-many system, and then I have a main article on the top. Sometimes I'll announce if a friend of mine has a new program or service they're offering. People are used to newsletters. They're used to paying for newsletters in certain niches. I know that's true when it comes to things like finance. And if you want, you can also include links within your newsletter to hidden content. Do you know what I mean by hidden content? You can create a video and upload it to YouTube as unlisted, and you can have a complete teaching and training in there, but no one will find it if they look for it. Unless they have the link, nobody will be able to find it on YouTube. You can put that link inside your paid newsletter. Just an idea because the hosting is for free, and you never have to worry about any issues with uploading that video and hosting it on your own WordPress site. Just saves an extra step, that's all. Next, we have a mastermind group. I know a lot of you are familiar with those. People are familiar with groups today because they've been around for years and they are very common on Facebook. I'm a member of several groups myself. But this is a little bit different because we're talking about a group where the only people that have admittance to it are the people that pay. So with this, you have a whole bunch of like-minded individuals who can help each other and assist each other and encourage each other as everybody moves towards a similar type of goal. Next, we have graphics. Graphics are a great way to help your customers or clients. You can have ready-to-use graphics for all different kinds of needs. Uh, Your members can use them directly. For example, if you were teaching bloggers and the bloggers needed graphics to place on their own blogs, you could have something that couldn't readily be found 
on a site like deposit photos. Maybe they're more customized or you make them easy to customize so that your uh, members can have something very unique. Or you can create the type of graphics where your customers make those available to their customers. That sort of borrows from the PLR concept where you create something that helps your customers help their customers or your clients help their clients, however you want to look at it. Now, as far as deliverables go, I think the only limit is your imagination. I know it's tempting to rush certain things, to get things done, to get things launched, but sometimes it's worth giving yourself a little extra time if you need it to build something that will be extra beneficial to your marketplace. Okay, I think that's about all for today. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you think it will help a friend, please go ahead and share the episode link with them or send them directly to jimgalliano.com forward slash podcast. All the back episodes can be found there as well. Thanks again for listening. Have a great rest of your week and I'll talk to you later. 